Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. I'm Jerry Blank, and I'm a 46-year-old high school freshman. For 32 years, I was a teenage runaway. I was a boozer, a user, and a loser. My friends were dealers, cons, and 18-carat pimps. But now, I'm out of jail, picking up my life exactly where I left off. I'm back in high school, living at home, and discovering all sorts of things about my body. I'm finding out that though the faces have changed, the hassles are just the same. Welcome to Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters. With our guest tonight, Andy Gill. Minnie Pearl and the Croft Puppets. Ty Webb, Heavy Longmire, Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato, enlighten me. All right, you got to get closer to your mic. I mean, you move the mic to you. Yo. You don't have to scoot it I'm up on I'm a little on hesitant you. to touch this thing. Well, now. it's it's better in there now. I'm not I'm not saying it won't fall apart, but it's still better than it was. I've made the appropriate adjustments to your mic stand. Appropriate adjustments. It needs to be just right, like it states on my rider. <laughs> oh, could you imagine what his would be? The temperature uh, needs to be seventy-two degrees. That's a little, little chilly, but <laughs> I can sacrifice for you guys. I, I, I knew that you and I would not need it as a point to heavy. I did think about bringing the heater for him. I like when we more. started, I was worried about it being too hot. In here. I know, but I was thinking, sun goes down, I could have put that little. Electric heater at his feet. I or call maybe those, just I call a, those vag heaters. Maybe just a proper Afghan. <laughs> Tight woven or no, loose woven? I think loose for that tonight. loose woven. Okay. I, what the hell's that about? Mm-hmm. I, I've always wondered. My well, I ain't that's doing. Why, that's why my mom always made them, and I used to hate it because my toes would poke out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the way my grandma made them too. Now yeah. I could see if you I've were putting some something over it. Yeah, like a shell over that, then that would give you a layer of. Of air yeah. trapped in that, but just putting that up. Yeah, my mom made real pretty ones with you know, right, and the, had that loose. The loose weave is more versatile though, because if it's not that cold, it's that's kind of what it's you need. Just enough. Yeah, right. and if you need more, you just add another layer to yeah. it. See, so, yeah, I, I have I, no I like use the, for the Afghan. Thank you. Oh, I'm I'm a fan of the Afghan. Are you a proponent of the Afghan? I am a proponent. Well, I much prefer the quilt, although that's for colder, for well, sure. And that's for bed sleeping. I'm talking about, like, sitting in a chair, laying on the couch. I take that quilt any yeah, day. Yeah, there's no problem with uh, a nice, old, soft quilt. Yeah. It's like he's about to break into a Dolly Parton song. <laughs> <laughs> old, soft quilt. He's been quick to... Grandma made... Well, breaking a song lately. He's really highlighting his singing voice tonight. 
I'm just still waiting on that Hoyt Axton act. He's going to go heavy Axton. Let me study up. Do you remember? I know we all watched What's Happening. Absolutely. And we all loved What's Happening. Yes. Did you ever watch What's Happening Now? I did. Because, I mean, why wouldn't I? I I can't remember much. I mean, I know I've seen it, but. It had everybody. Yeah. And it ran for a few years. Yeah. I don't. But I I just I don't, don't have much that. memory of those shows. I, I think they're on they're I think it's on uh YouTube maybe. I I'll be honest, the only specific episode of what's happening that I can remember, Doobie, is the Doobie Brothers episode where Rerun tries to bootleg the yeah. the the concert. <laughs> that's, that's the most where, famous what's happening episode. Now, I watched Rerun. all of them other ones, but that's I, their running beaver. That is their running beaver. Yeah. That is their Susie's Lounge, but I loved that show as a kid. I watched, yeah. I mean, that was that was on Channel Eleven. Yeah, again, what was the little sisters? D D. She was a Spitfire boy. boy. She's mean. Raj Raj. Dwayne Wayne. Oh, Dwayne. What wasn't no? It wasn't Dwayne Wayne. It was just Dwayne. Dwayne right. Wayne was on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah another yeah, world. That. That's which right. I did not world. watch. I watched that too. I, I watched that. I didn't like that. Dwayne and Raj, Simone. Shirley, Shirley worked at Rob's place. Yeah. Did I we ever see Rob? Rob's place shirts? I don't think so. I I can work on that next time. I got to get some more uh, t-shirt stuff, but I can make a Rob's place. That'd be. What about a Heavy's place? That'd be nice. Heavy's place. Yeah. How much you buying your shirts for? Uh, get them for? How much you bench? <laughs> if I get the ones at Walmart, they're like five bucks. Where okay. are you getting your shirts in this world? I have a deal for you. You may have a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, okay. Is this from your coyote friend? Is this the guy that you sent the poor Mexican guy to Dallas with? Might be. Same hookup. He also has a great deal on shirts. I can't disclose much more than that. All right. We'll, we'll talk off air about okay. that. Because you know, we're not in shirt production mode, and we're not selling shirts or anything. But I've, right. I have given out shirts with, exactly. So I'm saying as a know, promo thing. So cheap. I yeah, I believe they're all fruit of the loom. Okay, we'll look at it. We'll check that out. Okay, I've still got to get the the emulsion to make the catfish shirt. Oh, I, yeah. I haven't made the new screen. For Might that. be able to get a deal on some zip hoodie sweatshirts. Hey, now, now we're talking something warm. We'll talk. We'll talk. That that's interesting. That that you have piqued my interest. Now that phrase is one of those things that I can tell how learned of a person you are if I see you write that. Piqued my interest because mm-hmm. yeah. it's P I Q U E D. Oh, it's yes. not P E A K E D. Yeah, it's a yeah. French origin, I think. I believe so, Mister Etymology. Wacky French. <laughs> Just and a little if land it's, gap. If it's, if it's got a Q in it, you can pretty much. Yeah. You know. Q-U-E is a dead giveaway. Yeah. Yes. But I, I'll see that in business emails, and I'm like, I just shake my head. You know, and I'm not going to correct anybody or anything, but I'm like, you just went down a few notches. Right. I put you lower than me. You just yeah. word shamed them? Yes. Next next meeting I'm in with them, I just shake my head when they speak. Right. <laughs> this guy and his vernacular. They probably also say, supposedly. Do you ever run across that? I run across that. I used to have a guy that the would say irregardless. Irregardless. <laughs> in every meeting we were in. And these were meetings with high level people in this organization. And he could not 
go for an hour without saying irregardless. Irregardless. Did he use the term synergy? No, he didn't. And he was old school. He carried a briefcase, like a, a hard shell briefcase, uh-huh. you know. He was an older gentleman, and irregardless was his crutch word. Ugh. And every time, it was just it's like a, a cringe. I was like waving a uh, a red cape in front of the bull. I was like, ah. Yeah, so it shocks me, the folks that I will hear say, instead of supposedly, supposedly. And it kind of makes me cringe. Would it be better to say supposed? Or supposed. Yeah, it doesn't sound as well. And you know, I do, I do work within the confines of what sounds better sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that. Do you say blessed or blessed? I might say blessed to make a to for effect. Gotcha. <laughs> Back to what you're saying, working within. Or the if you're quoting a hymn. Yeah. <laughs> quoting a LDS hymn as I'm trying yes. to get out of a but. Bananagrams game. <laughs> Are you comfortable in the correct usage of who versus whom? Yes. Yeah, but you know, that's one of those ones, and there's a lot of words and phrases that are like that, that I intentionally use the wrong one because the correct one sounds so uppity. Mm. Do you ever that, find that, yourself yes, doing that? that? And that, that goes to that. Not when you're writing, sound, but when you're speaking. Yes, when you're speaking. Yes. Yeah. It's. You just you go ahead and use the improper. Feel like you should be twisting your yeah, mustache yeah. as it comes and out. I feel like I should take my top hat off. Adjust your monocle. Down. Yeah. Which did y'all see that Monopoly's made the change? Yeah. They're they're what trans. The hell are they thinking? They're transsexual the, now. They're going through a transition, but they, uh, they changed the pieces and they took away the boot and did they take away the top hat? I, believe so. Luckily for me, I think I own like three or four Monopoly games. They added a T-Rex. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. And they added, what did they add? A T-Rex and a shoe or something or a sneaker? It was, uh, it was bizarre stuff, I thought. Now, I'll be, I'll be honest. The original pieces aren't exactly sensible. A wheelbarrow, a battleship. But they are made of fine U.S. steel. I think the original ones may have been pewter. Probably yeah, so. I don't have an original. I'd, I'd love to have an original Monopoly, but I don't have one. I think... Probably lead. <laughs> that They might have been. I have... I want to say a, a just the board. I don't have the full game. I think from like 46 or 48 is I think the oldest one I have. When was that first made? I okay. believe the 30s. The three Monopoly pieces, which will now no longer pass go... Include the thimble. Fuck that. The boot. Fuck. And the wheelbarrow. Man, those are three classics. I, I, I've i played all of those gladly. So the top hat's still in play. And I think Clue may that have means, changed their, their weapons, too. That means that the Scotty Dog, top hat, car, battleship, and cat will still be there. And they will also be joined by the rubber ducky, T-Rex... And a penguin. This, that's just stupid. That is stupid. Like, who was saying, hey, we need to change Monopoly? Now, I will point out that I bought the kids, I want to say it's Monopoly Brands. I think it's, I could be wrong. But it's a stylized, instead of the properties, they are corporate logos. How <laughs> okay. capitalist? I mean, we've, wow. taken, we've taken capitalism <laughs> to the 21st century. 
But they changed uh, the game mechanics so that the game goes. You could be done in a game in like thirty five minutes. Wow! And it's that's a draw. It's enjoyable. It's huh. not like a beating like because a get full into, on Monopoly game. Oh, that it, it's it can be a set aside a, a whole afternoon. Yeah, I was gonna say take or a night, and you just get tired, and somebody flips the table. Yeah, you know. Now it still uses cash. And there is a model that we don't have that has uses a debit card, a debit card, <laughs> with a swiper. Yes, and I think that's bullshit because one of the has great a square that you uh, square yeah. reader you hook up on your iPhone. Right. Sign here. One of the great things about about all of those games, what it taught you how to count money and how to work, you know, ins and outs and cash flow how and stuff budget. like that. Yeah, I think that's bullshit to have that swipe thing. Yeah, and we have not taken that on. The new one also. I, I think it has a couple of Trump properties on the new one. Really? Yeah. Huh. I can't tell if he's trolling right now. There's no doubt. There's no doubt he's trolling. And about to break into song. That's all I got on Monopoly. Hoyt Axton wrote one. Is uh, He wrote Jeremiah is the Bulldog. He wrote that song. Jeremiah. A bullfrog, I mean. Bullfrog. Yeah. He wrote that? Yeah. The Three Dog Night? The Three phase? Dog Night song, yeah. Really? So I'm sure he always had mailbox money from that. Probably. So if you yeah. want to work on that one, you can do that. Yeah, maybe a little. And I think he wrote Geronimo's Cadillac. Southern no. version. I think he did. I can look it up real quick. Really? I believe he did. And you were thinking it was Michael Martin Murphy. Michael Martin Murphy's great hit. That it can't be. Uh, let's look it up. Let's see what Google says. Or ask Jeeves. <laughs> or, check Netscape. Sorry, Netscape. Yeah, check Netscape. Big proponent of Netscape. You know what I've noticed lately? No, you're okay. I was wrong. Sorry. He is is Michael Martin Murphy. Okay. And I was going to ask you guys if and Charles Quartro or sorry Quarto co-written. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. Fun fact. Here's a Michael Martin Murphy fun fact. There you go. And I don't know if this is just because I've become more attuned to it or if it's changing and i wanted to get y'all's opinion on it but there seems to be and i noticed this when i was in arizona but then since i got back i've been watching out for it too and it does seem to be a thing or maybe it's just because i'm noticing it more that there's a wider gap of couple disparity as far as physical appearance like Hmm. used to it seemed to be like people tended to couple up with those that were maybe within their range of attractiveness this coming from mr attractive no but it i I noticed it it seemed to be blatant when i was in arizona i saw a lot of couples to where i was just like trophy wives no this was more just it, it was a mix okay but it was and it wasn't even an age I mean, thing i'm not saying she's a gold digger right Go ahead. There you go. Okay. You didn't want to finish that? No. It, what? This is not an age discrepancy I, well, I, well, issue. Well, I'm sorry. I cannot let him doing Kanye go unchallenged. I was doing Jamie Foxx. I think Hoyt Axton might have wrote that. I think he co-wrote it. Oh, yeah. Probably okay. co-wrote. Nice. Nice jab back. The, it's not an age issue. It's just an attractiveness issue. I mean, there's a lot of studies out there that, you know, people tend to couple up with someone that's, uh, you know, within their range right. of attractiveness. And actually, I think the best predictor of what someone, who someone is going to couple up with, especially in a long-term relationship, is actually IQ. 
that 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 tends to be. I mean, beyond like you know your right. your Dick environment size. and your you know your region and that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. t- people tend to couple up with those that are you know we covet what we see kind of thing. Depending on what holler you grew up in, right? Those from your neck of the woods, but um, I've just noticed a lot more discrepancy than I've ever noticed before in that. I haven't. You guys be on the lookout for it and then report back to me if you notice a lot more of that too. Do you think it's money driven? I don't know. Because like I said, it's not, usually you associate that more with age discrepancy. Yeah. And with age discrepancy, a lot of times comes, you know, a discrepancy in attractiveness. Because I would see that a lot when I was, when I travel, especially, you know, depending on what route I'm going, I see that a lot in the airports where it's, Moneyed older man a trophy and a trophy wife. wife. I, I see that a lot. Right, right. A yeah, lot. that's its own niche yeah. for sure. But as far as same age bracket, I don't know that I noticed that as much, but maybe I'm not looking for it. Well, y'all start looking and then report back and tell me if you notice it too. Okay. okay. And it mostly... I spend most of my time in the 903. Yeah, that's a skewed sample. So, (laughs) you're, yeah, you're getting, once you get down to the tail of the sample, it it all starts to kind of mesh. 817. Yeah. Or the 580. Yeah, the 580. You're, you're approaching, you're, you're approaching P of 0.05 down there in the 903 for sure. Yeah. We may have to start throwing out some data on my end. I don't know that I'm a good... Uh... But most of what I noticed were... And maybe maybe there's an extraneous variable here that I'm not considering that just guys are getting less attractive. But this most of these couples seem to be that the female was much more attractive than the male. Now, do you think you have some confirmational bias because you are attracted to women and that's what you're basing your... No, I think... I mean, I, I think it... It, at least it seems to me to be a change of what I've noticed in the past. Okay. Like that, I mean, of course, there's going to be, a, you know, a baseline of the female being more attractive to me than a male, but I still feel like I can somewhat objectively right. evaluate whether or not somebody's attractive or not, male or female. Now, in this, are your age-specific populations, are you detecting a difference in a younger demographic or a demographic of our age range no i I, it seems to be skewed more towards the younger like and that's what i'm wondering is if maybe this is something that's generational okay because it seems to be more like at least our age and below because a lot of times what you get in that discrepancy in people older than us is you get the age discrepancy with it, and that's kind of a whole separate variable. Mm-hmm. Now, I've noticed when I look at pictures from, let's say, 50s backwards, how unattractive most women are. Have you ever noticed that? Like if you saw a yearbook from 1948, most mm-hmm. of the women most. are not attractive. Yeah. I wonder, since we are starting to be a generation away from young people in our own age demographic. So people in their 20s could be our children if we'd started young. Right. Are we starting to have a... Because I do think our population in general gets better looking each generation. We have more hybrid vigor and it's, you know, 
more emphasis on staying fit and that kind of thing? Well, there's that, but I think we have your, to your point of being from the same holler, mm-hmm. we have more of a transient population right. where you can journey out, you can journey out and the genetics get mixed up mm-hmm. so that it's not just an ugly line of this family, basically, which we've talked off air about quite <laughs> extensively. <laughs> but I do wonder if there's some of that, like, and, and not to, and I'm, I'm mixing things up here. My grandmother was a very attractive woman, you know, still is to mm-hmm. this day, but my grandfather literally lived across the road from her. Mm-hmm. The two families growing were up, yeah. growing up, you know, 150 yards from between the houses and in a small community and stuff. And so they were from, and he was a handsome dude too. Whole other set of stories to go along with that. But anyway, so I don't think it's always the case, but I was looking at some old pictures from somewhere just recently, maybe on Facebook, one of those historical groups. And I was like, damn, this is an ugly bunch of women. Well, and to your point, I mean, it was much more the case in the past, and it's becoming less and less so from generation to generation that people selected someone geographically close to them. True. Because that's all they had connection to. Right. I mean, even now, if, you know, even if you're in a small community or small town or whatever, I mean, you've got access to the internet and dating sites and all that stuff to people that you... Farmers only. Right. You could meet, you could hook up with, you could have connection with that just never would have been an option in the past. And I do think that we, I I think we're more of a superficial culture too now. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't go along with what you're saying. Well, what? hold on on this. Look at it as, okay, you notice this in Arizona. These were people, right? That's what... for some reason, that's when it dawned on. I, I saw a couple, and I was like, "Hmm." And then it were they our age, younger? They were a little bit younger, but thirties. Okay. okay, think of it like this: if you take, say, okay, a little bit younger than us, they're out at Ranger Spring Training this time of year for a vacation of some sort. Evidently, they probably have some money. But these, this couple that I noticed, and most of the couples I'm talking about were. People's I people I just saw out at restaurants and bars okay. and that kind of thing. Okay. They might have been locals. Might have been locals. Okay. Yeah. Think of it from a standpoint of you know used to even in attraction. I mean, I, I'm from the female perspective. You know, you want the <laughs> heavy is taking on the female perspective. Okay. Well, from you know going back, you know historically, somebody that can provide, right. protect. You know, well, what? All, all but that, that, but what all, is that a, would, all that would lend it to what he's saying. Then, what is attractive go, changes for sure? Then, and as times have changed, where you know strongest may not be the most attractive in protecting and providing. Right now, when you're in college, you know that attractive may be subconsciously or not. That guy's smart and is going to have is going to make a good living. He'll be a good provider. Well, I do wonder. This did not happen in 1992 through 1996. I I wonder. In my experience, <laughs> I wonder well, how on a few times does that make? I mean, does that make sense? I see what you're on, saying that that what used to be a rugged, you know, frontiersman, right, d- has been replaced by a guy that can write code. Now, yes, I, I, 
To a, I mean, I, to a degree, to an extent, somebody that can be I, a provider. Somebody that can be a provider. I don't think in college people see that, though. Well, I also wonder the extent to which, mm-hmm. as females have had an opportunity to and oh, have become more independent, can I address what his they see as attractive quick? has changed. You Maybe, know? yeah. Because they're no longer, you know, it's no longer the situation to where a female is, for whatever reason, sort of dependent on beholden to right. finding exactly. someone that can that provide my, that and, was going to be know, my next thing, thing but even don't you think that subconsciously there's probably still some of the, i mean of course i'm not sure all, there is because but but to your point about this looking for smartness and it, smartness being the just kind of the the icon of this not necessarily the entire thing women are not hanging out with their and push-up bras outside the math department at any college. No. Okay. I mean, they're not. I'm not saying have flings with. I'm no, saying settle down with. Yeah, but that's still not what I. And you're. I mean, because think about how when we were young, even when we were in school and even through college, your nerdy guys were your nerdy guys. And especially when we were in high school, you're talking about like in the right. early 90s and stuff. That same nerds aren't looked at like that anymore i will agree that yes now i think from an early age people are recognized by their intelligence and what they can do because there's more opportunity to showcase that because of technology yeah i I still think nerdy guys probably are having a hard time getting laid in college well and that's probably just because of social skills yeah not not because of nerdiness you know but if you take a you know a nerd with social skills he may take over campus at smu i don't know well and what what is a nerd has changed over the years exactly. for sure too exactly but i mean i just wonder how i'm always i mean it's interesting to me to think about the difference between like as your social values and that kind of thing change you're still battling against evolutionary biology too mm-hmm. so like what you perceive or what you want to believe is attractive or that you're that you value as attractive you still have a genetic biological pull towards something that may not even match up with your values right so and, that more physical side and i was thinking about this very thing coming down mm-hmm. yeah. i want to say it may have been it may have been kj and machines podcast they were talking about the proclivity to, to find curvy women attractive because of birthing hips and that sort of right, thing. Right. And that got me to thinking about how in the 60s, when the Twiggy movement came along mm-hmm. and you went from having, you know, the Playboy. Went from Marilyn Monroe to Twiggy. Well, I'm a, all the early 60s, the Playboy, Playmates, that yeah. was the thing. And then you're like 68 or 67 when Twiggy, who was a, a British supermodel who was flat as an ironing board, no hips, pencil thin, pencil thin. And that became again, carrying forward to heroin chic Mm -hmm. in our college years with Kate Moss, how that's pushed on us. But inherently most people are still attracted to that curvy from, you know, and I, the evolutionary side of it, that goes back to that genetic memory thing that I, you know, I struggle with to understand how that develops. Because how can we know that when, I don't know, there's there's philosophical elements that I get hung up on that. But I agree, just because you may see it with your mind, you may not be able to override that with that inherent 
nature. Well, I think for a lot of people, it causes conflict, too, that they don't even really have insight into why there's conflict there. Like, why am I dissatisfied with this person that I am consciously very attracted to? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, subconsciously, and you could argue it's from an evolutionary standpoint, there's part of them that is not attracted to this and is attracted to something else that they're not aware of, and it cre- it can create some conflict for that person. Right. And some dissatisfaction that they don't have insight into that they're likely to, you know, sublimate onto something else or, you know, be frustrated and not know why they're frustrated or, you know, not understand why they're dissatisfied and that kind of thing. I mean, we're always going to have a pull towards what's survivalistic, you know, just genetically. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's And sometimes primitive. that doesn't match up with our aesthetic moral beliefs. Although, I mean, you can argue that morality is genetic as well, but I mean, as far as your your to the extent that it is environmentally based moral beliefs, that when those don't match up with your genetic pool, that can be quite the conundrum. I mean, that can be loving something you really hate, hating something you really love. That I mean, that can tear you up if you and you not realize why. Right. And that's not just about attractiveness, but that I mean, that's no, but it, it's things, certainly but that, it could be a factor. But you guys be on the lookout. Okay, I'll start looking for. I'll that. start keeping. I'll get my official heavy inspired pocket notebook and take, take notes when I go to Walmart there in and, rural you know, Texas. Try as best as you can, like Heavy does, to take on the female perspective. Right. Look Notice how he shakes side. out his curls as he does that? Look at it from their point of view. And I wonder, too, I mean, because there's always a big disparity between what men find attractive and what women try, find attractive. But I wonder what what females would say if there's any trend that they see in how that has changed. Like, what's attractive to men now that didn't used to be and vice versa. Right. Because I do think that that has changed somewhat since for the next generation than when we were young. Yeah. I mean, some things are, are core and basic and that that's always going to be there. Like blue jean jackets. Yeah. Like, you Tight know. Tight wranglers. Like Rockies. Mullets. Yeah. I mean, there was a day when you proudly wore that mullet. Oh. And if you didn't have it... <laughs> You were but you never had one. Well, I didn't need it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> now, speaking of the female perspective, we have an email from one of our female listeners. Hey, now. Longtime listener and contributor, Fake Bailey J. Hey, Fake Bailey J. Greetings, you magnificent bastard. Oh, I'm sorry. The title is Hawaiian Good Luck to You Too. And that's a reference to the USS Pueblo... Um, Flipping the bird to the Koreans. Yeah, nice callback. From a couple episodes back. Greetings, you magnificent bastards. Just checking in to say your absences have been noted and missed. Obviously, she is not a fan of the City of Gustav episodes, (laughs) which I get direct text text, uh, asking where the hell you two were whenever one of those comes out. (laughs) She's just not a fan of them. She wants the band to stay together. Exactly. She doesn't like it when dad's solo at the house. Let's dive in and take a listen to your opinions on female comics. Ooh. Mm. 
specifically Boy, talk about landmine stand up. I would categorize Amy Sedaris as comedic, but not in the stand up sense. Now I'll finish the whole email and I'll come back to this because I have hot sports opinions about her. Now there are some Amy Schumer or Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. Okay. Now there are some like Wanda Sykes that I find terribly entertaining. Then there are others that are less than amusing, and that's being kind. And that's the extent of her, but that's the longest email she has ever given us. Yes, and actually posing a question to us. Yes, not just, you know, saying something. Feels like she's teeing us up quite a bit. Yes. Yes. All right, so I personally love Amy Sedaris. I'm not familiar with her. She was the uh, in a sketch troupe with uh, Stephen Colbert called Exit 57 back in the mid-90s. And what was Comedy that show? Central. Strangers with Candy. Strangers with Candy. Was also show had Comedy Stephen Central. Colbert and Paul De Niro, and she played a uh, <laughs> a washed up forty year old high school freshman that had been a <laughs> prostitute and a drug druggie and everything. Forty going on fifty five. She is a very attractive woman, but as Jerry Banks on Strangers with Candy, Mm-mm. she had a prosthetic. Uh, Teeth gum thing, and she her held face her face like a catcher's all mitt. contorted, and uh, they dressed her awful. And it's it's great comedy. It's it's pretty good, and I think it's on Hulu. But anyway, I'd forgotten about that show. She yeah. is a uh, she's the a sister of David Sedaris, the noted writer and essayist. Okay, who uh, if you ever get a chance to see him read, I highly suggest that. Brilliant. Go watch somebody read. Yeah, and he'll you know. Tell stories, but he'll read right. sections of his books. He might break into a little soft shoe. We yeah. s- no, he's not a uh, song and dance man. But anyway, if you like, I it's always I like to hear authors read their work, and he's one of those people that Q Brad, Q Brad. <laughs> I want to hear heavy read Brad's work, but we saw him at Bass Hall, and that was great. Okay, so anyway, female comics. We grew up in the eighties. When the female comics all sucked ass. And we I had w- your Paula Poundstone. Who I loathe. Although had, Ellen wasn't bad. I don't think she was that good. Uh, but compared to Paula Poundstone. Rita Rudner. Nope. Yeah. Uh, Elaine. Was Boozler. it Boozler? Boozler. Boozler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boozler. You know, the Not 80s were horrible. Just Paula Poundstone's the worst. Victoria and, Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like her. I mean, she was fine on Saturday Night Live, but as a stand-up, I don't care for it. Now, there were, I going back to tying my uh, penchant for the old stuff, I, I don't mind Phyllis Diller back when she did stand-up. Yeah. And Joan Rivers in the 70s was good, too. 80s when she started being, you know, Carson's replacement. I don't care for that so much. Carol Burnett was great. Carol Burnett was fantastic. Never saw her. Betty White. Betty White. I've got some, uh, who is it? I've got a bunch of albums from some some gal called Rusty something. And it was all about knockers and stuff. It was very adult for the 60s, but it's tame now. What was uh, Aunt Aunt Esther on... uh, Sanford's son, LaWanda Page. No, oh, her yeah. stand up yeah. was dirty. Yeah, she's heard, it was blue. I've heard hers was and it good. it was it was good. And you had like uh, was Mom's Mabley? Was that another 
I don't know. Chilling, ring chilling circuit comic. Anyway, there were a bunch of good female comedians in those days. And then we hit the eighties and it's just terrible. And I can't. When Roseanne Barr came along. Yeah. I never cared for Roseanne Barr. Yeah. I don't mind the show. Yeah. But her stand up, I never cared for. But she was, I mean, to me, she was miles ahead of those other eighties comics you were yeah. talking Agreed. about. Agreed. I mean, yes. compared to Rita Rudner and Paula Poundstone, I mean, Roseanne Barr was. Yes. Great. Yes. Right. I, I agree on that. Now, I did like Janine Garofalo in the 90s. Forget about For stand up. Yep. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to listen to her now, but yeah. back in the 90s, I enjoyed her. And I did find her hot back then, too. Yeah. Uh, but we were all wearing flannel and, you know, torn up jeans. So it was right. a different aesthetic, except Emo. for Ty. Ty. I don't think Ty ever uh, got grungy. I know Heavy and I certainly did. Yeah. Uh, probably my. I like Amy Schumer. And, okay. I like her TV show. Never watched it. I find her oddly sexually attractive. Definitely. Yeah. I don't care for her stand-up that much. I hadn't seen a bunch of it, but... Her earlier stuff was better, but yeah. recently I, it's kind of, okay, I get it. You know, I thing. run hot and cold on her stand-up. Some of them I've seen I really liked and thought were hilarious. Some of them were very mediocre. I don't like Wanda Sykes. No, I don't. Either. In any no. way, shape, or form. No, no. She's to me, she's way overrated. And I don't know. You know, I I don't mind female comedians where they're doing a bit like on a show like that. Uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah, yeah. I, I I find that entertaining, and I I love Broad City. I don't know if you've ever gotten. Oh to yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched that? No, and that is never great. Portlandia. Portlandia. I mean, yeah. I, so there's there's lots of female comedians that I enjoy. Reno nine one one was great. Yeah, that was good. But I do not care for female comics as a general rule of of our current day. Right? Yeah. Now, like I said, I'll listen to the old stuff and I'll buy their when I can find the vinyl and stuff. I'll buy that and listen to and it. When but, she first came out, like within a year or two, I thought Sarah Silverman was pretty damn funny just because she was saying stuff that you weren't hearing at the time, but then she got old real quick. Yeah, her her bit got old real fast yeah, yeah. to me. I'm still sexually attracted to her. Oh, no doubt. But yeah, I didn't enjoy her TV show. Didn't watch it. And I don't enjoy her stand-up. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, originally, yes. I mean, like the first, like when she first came out, first couple of her specials I saw, I was like, damn, she's funny. And then it was like, okay, I get it. You have a potty mouth. Yeah. You know, and a, there, dirty, and a dirty mind, you know, come up with something. For whatever reason, and maybe it's just personal preference, but I mean, there's very few female stand-up comedians that I like. And I love stand-up comedy. I mean, I'll watch special after special after special, but like, for whatever reason, most of my favorites are all dudes. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. And I, when, and she and I have had this conversation many times. Call me a sexist. And that's kind of you know. where I'm like, well, you ask yourself, am I being sexist about it? Right. And then I think, no, I think they just suck. Yeah. I mean, I think, fun, I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to take not the, funny. They're not I'm not going to take the moral high ground of saying I can be completely objective. But to me, funny is funny. And I don't really care, you know, gender, race, age, whatever. Like funny's funny. Right. And, for whatever reason, there's just a small number of female stand-ups that are funny to me. Yeah. I mean... You know, and I'll even... I, I completely agree with what 
both of y'all have said. I'll even go with that for female musicians. Whoa. There's not a... There's far more female musicians that I love than female stand-up comics. There's not a lot of female musicians that I'm like really like i mean are they good entertainers absolutely are they good singers absolutely are they good songwriters yeah some of them are but as far as what i like in music no so you're telling me you never went to lilith fair no did not that really goes against your stance on taking the female perspective yeah right well i mean just keeping it real that is your specialty yeah i i probably like a few more females than you do, but I, you know, I, and part of this, I think, goes to the personal aesthetic of we don't like good singers. Yeah. I mean, we're looking for for that grit, that, that gritty. But like, do you like Lucinda Williams? Yes. Love okay. Lucinda Williams. Yes. I would think I she like would her. be in your wheelhouse. Yes, She's great. Her, Emmylou Harris. I love Emmylou Harris. See, I'm not that big on Emmylou Harris. I like Emmylou Harris. Uh, she sings great harmony. She does, but yeah. as far as standalone, yeah, I do. And she's not a own good writer. Any, yeah, yeah, but I don't own any of her solo work. Probably my favorite would be Lucinda Williams. She's fantastic that I can think of off the top of my head right you now. You know, she's going to be at County Fair. You yeah. fuckers. Uh, Sorry, I, I did not realize I had a a previous engagement that I'd already bought tickets for. In addition, that's all right. That's what are you right. gonna do with my ticket? Well, I think I answered that question properly via text. <laughs> I'll be seeing Steve Martin and Martin Short and the uh, Steve let, Canyon Rangers. Let me tell you, if I had the choice, I would choose that too. I mean, that's that would be awesome. Have you seen them before? No. Uh, well, okay. So, what about? I'm just gonna rattle off some female artists, and y'all give me your opinion, like Dolly Parton. Lover, especially old stuff. She's a good entertainer. Now, I'll you give me pre nine to five Dolly Parton. That's good stuff. Now, I love nine to five. Don't get me wrong, and I yeah. love watching her in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. But Whoa. I don't care for her eighties body of work. But you go back. But you do care for her eighties body. I do care for her eighties body. And again, these are the things that shaped my young mind. Even though I didn't get to watch Best Whore, Best Little Whorehouse when I was a little kid. Mrs. Gustav and I watched that just a few, Never maybe a it. month or two ago. Man, I, I Burt have... Reynolds and Dolly Parton oh. and Dom DeLuise. Yeah. How could you not have seen that? It's it. so great. It holds I, up. I had the privilege of seeing that at a way too young age <laughs> and like a lot of things. And it's it sticks with you. Yeah. It's... And it does hold up. I've seen it within the last th- two or three years. Yeah. It's, it's good. I mean, it's not like, I mean, my mom bought the album. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> And you know my mom, so that's right. kind of a, a funny thing. Now she was a you know a Dolly Parton fan and stuff right. like that. But that I, I, I Dolly Parton, old Loretta Lynn, Patsy Cline. I, eh, I'm not that big on Patsy Cline. Loretta Lynn, uh, I will jump over this table. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to turn it off. That Jack White album of her. Oh yeah, that is that's good. But even the old stuff, I'll put that on. I'll listen to that. I'm an Indigo Girls fan. I there, like some, he I, said it. I like some of their stuff. How do? Where do y'all fall on Heart? I hate I like with heart. a fucking passion. Heart. <laughs> I like Heart. I would tear up the fat sister. 
what the but the redhead i know it but i would you know i'd go for the I yeah. to listen the to that's why heart, we would man. be perfect wingmen yeah we could take on the heart girls the wilson girls <laughs> right now let us hear. I think I could probably get a hall pass for that. If you're um, listening, let us hear from you. All right. right. While, Nancy. We're on, while we're on heart, I can't remember the name of the song. They played up at Choctaw a few years ago. Well, we missed our chance, huh? They're still time. They'll probably come back through. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't remember the name of the song, and I don't remember it from when we were young, but Mrs. Gustav has pointed it out multiple times since we've been together over the last up 10 years. There's one about, I wish I remember the name of it. She's basically finding some young man to fuck and get pregnant. Mm-hmm. That is like the worst damn song in the world. What's, that was, uh, I can't remember it, but I know exactly you're, you're familiar song. with yeah, it. I, exactly I mean, I'm like, she's like, oh, you don't want you to remember the song? I'm like, no, I don't remember that song. And she's like, listen to it. And, it's like, and she likes it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's awful. But I don't want to hear Barracuda. I don't know why the fuck any... Barracuda. Why anybody? No, who's <laughs> calling in to KZPS asking for Barracuda to be played? <laughs> they had some pretty good jams. They had. Yeah, a, they they, they were very popular and they had talent. People, yes, they had talent. I just don't like them. Right. I did like Sheena Easton back in the day. Oh my goodness! <sighs> she, yeah, she was. Oh, what smoking did she hot. The Sugar Walls. Sugar video. Walls. Mm. That whole album's like X-rated if you read well, the I lyrics. Think, didn't Prince produce that or write yeah, that think, song? Yeah, and my mom bought that album. She had what? the vinyl. Yes. Did she know what that meant? I don't think so. Because mm. <laughs> I remember Sheena reading Easton that, reading those lyrics. And I'm, I'm looking at the album cover to look at Sheena Easton, and these lyrics are like. For your Holy eyes shit. only? Oh, yeah. God. I might need a minute. Whew. Yeah, I forgot about her. Okay, I'm back. No, no, she wouldn't. Yeah, she sang that thing. She sang, yeah, she sang. All right. We talked about Juice <laughs> okay. Newton in a previous episode. Queen of Hearts video? And I went and watched some Juice Newton videos to try and see if I could or find some interview of her to put in for the intro or outro. Have you looked at what Juice Newton looked like in our youth? Don't do it. Don't do it. No. It is, it's not what you remember. Really? Yes. How, okay. The songs, I, you know. If, if you were going to do a Mount Rushmore of hot female singers. This is from for our the youth, sexist <laughs> section of our. Hey, or we can do hot male singers either way. But, um, you definitely got to consider Stevie Nicks. Oh, yes. And Ronstadt. Okay. It back in the day. Ronstadt was yes. Yeah, absolutely. I am gonna go out on the limb here. Don't do it on Nick's. And no, it she does not Oh yes. No, no. She had that ne- that what was the name of that cover with Chips. her and Buckingham? Or is it on Rumors? No, 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 no it's not one, Rumors. Oh yeah, I know the, the one album you're they did about. together. Yes, the one they're talking about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. I mean she's She's hot, but she just never did anything for me. She did me. I would much rather have the other girl from Fleetwood. Um, can't remember her name. Christine right McVie? Yes. <laughs> that is the most Gustav thing of all time. He's probably the only person on the planet that would choose Christine McVie over Stevie Nicks <laughs> what the in 1976. Hell? Although, Christine McVie, I will go out on a limb. I think I like her voice better. Oh, absolutely. And maybe that's part of the thing. She's got that I never whole liked. deep. Yeah, yeah. She's got a. I, 
Maybe that's raspy. part of it. Yeah, it has that raspiness to it. It's the, just so identifiable, that voice. From our youth, and this is early youth, I'm putting the girls from Ava. Oh, mm. yeah. What about, oh my gosh, We're now we're getting off into a whole other subject because... But you're going to bring up the bangles, aren't you? Oh! No, because that... Yes! Yes! No, that, I've been wanting to talk about bangles for like a month. <laughs> that's late. That's later than what I... I mean, although that is from our youth, I was thinking more of like... <laughs> yeah, damn near broke the chair again. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John... Oh, yes. Is That yes. physical video changed my life. Yes. Okay, and... I can't remember if we talked about it. <laughs> this conversation started about we were trying to be so modern in our discussion of female stand-ups <laughs> that we morphed right into hottest female singers. Uh, All right. This is this is the can you hear me you wanted. This this FBJ. is the can. Yes. Okay. So physical hits what 1980 or about that? Yeah, early 80s. We're in, it may have been when you physical, were in kindergarten, because you're a year younger. Physical. She, God, Xanadu. Our, oh, Xanadu, oh, and oh Greece and everything. Our elementary, first, second, third grade PE teachers had us doing routines yes. to yes. physical. Physical, yes. and Elvira. And Elvira, yes, you're right. Oh so, my gosh, I know this is totally like just scatter shooting. Er, give me some early Debbie Harry too. Oh, give me I uh, give me Debbie Harry right now. Debbie Harry. Blondie. Blondie? Oh, yes. Yeah. Man, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That yeah, that early Debbie Harry was a that that was a yes. That was a big thing. She's for me. a needle mover right there for sure. Oh, I mean, scratch the record. Right. Early Lita Ford. Oh, yes. yeah. Saw her at, at uh DFW one night. Really? Yeah. Well, but she looks rough, doesn't she? Nah, not that rough. Really? <laughs> she looked better now. Well, and this is three, four years ago. She looked better then than she did when you were wearing Lita Ford pins really? on your blue jean jacket. What she about was singing with Ozzy? Yeah. What about wow. 80s Tawny Katayan? On that, on that White Snake video? Oh. Yeah. Good. And Bachelor uh, Party? And Bachelor Party. Oh, my yeah. gosh. All right. So, okay. I've been and she's a redhead. Right, go with I, your bangles. I, I've been wanting to talk about bangles. I don't know why I've been wanting okay. to talk about bangles. Bangles and the go go's. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, go go's. Okay. So everybody, there's no doubt Belinda Carlisle is on the Mount Rushmore yeah, of eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But from the go go's. From the go go's. But Susanna Hoff. Yeah. From the bangles. From the bangles. And who? She married somebody. She famous. married Jay Roach, the director. Yeah. yeah uh, of yeah. the Austin Powers movies. Yeah. The bangles. I got on, and I guess me and you were talking about this the last time after we recorded, we were driving around. Susanna Hoff got hooked up musically with Matthew Sweet. Right. Mm -hmm. Doing covers, because she doesn't need money anymore, because she married Jay Roach. Right. So, they just- She had Bangles money. And she had Bangles money, right. And the Bangles had split up, and they've gotten back together and split up, and you know they've done the whole thing that you do when you've been in a band for some 30-something years. So her and Matthew Sweet would do these covers albums where they would just pick songs and she sings harmony a lot of times and yeah. everything. And I, I love her voice. Yeah, I always have. good. And that got me like going down this Bangles wormhole on YouTube one day. Are you about to break into Eternal Flame? I may. He's going to sing Walk Like an Egyptian. It's going to be in your room. Thank you very much. <laughs> but anyway, and I forgot how many songs the Bangles had. Oh. You know, hits and stuff. Yeah. And... The funny thing about them, when they started out, they were a balanced band where they all took turns singing songs. Yeah. So they would have an album and... Were there 
There were four. Five, four. Of them. There were four. Okay. Two sisters, and then Hoffs and the. Um, I want to say the bass player wasn't a sister. I think the. It doesn't matter, but. Well, they were all white. Right. Thank you. But because Hoffs was the cute one. She wasn't a sister. She wasn't a sister. Okay. She was the cute one. Mm-hmm. The record companies pushed like her to the front, and then that caused friction within the band. Yeah. And as it will. As it will. And her songs, I think, were better anyway. But it's one of those things where I spent like a day watching freaking Bangles stuff on YouTube. Mark that. And then I got into Go-Go's then because I thought, man, what about Belinda Carlisle, how hot yeah. she was? When this was all right in the sweet spot of MTV. Yes. yes. Yeah. And the, go- the Go-Go's were first. They were first. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they were like what? about 83 and then the Bangles were about 85. Okay. Yeah. Some might say there's no bangles without the go go's. I would, I would venture absolutely to say, that. say that they go-go's would not were pretty big. groundbreaking for that oh, yeah. time period. I mean, because that that was female musicians that played their own instruments, and, right? I mean, really played their instruments. yes. They were a band. I mean, that, they were they they weren't put man. together or anything. Yeah. They were a band that existed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they All definitely those girls could play, man. Yeah, and but Belinda Carlisle, especially in that, um, oh man, what's the video where she's got the ponytail and twisting around, yeah. just smiling, just chubby cheeks? I don't know. Yeah, maybe in vacation. I can't remember, but she still holds up too. She mm-hmm. looks good too. I don't think she makes music anymore. I got excited about the Bangles. Yeah, they were yeah, they were good. Now. I'd also put on that Mount Rushmore. I got a lot of people on that Mount Rushmore. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to blow up another we're mountain. We're going to find a bigger mountain. Yeah. Tennille from Captain and Tennille. <laughs> you couldn't even get that out. You could not even get that out. Uh, <laughs> I might put the captain on there. I like his hat. Ann Murray. What? <laughs> Uh, that's a good one, sir. My, uh, my, I, uh, what? What is? Um, yeah, we've totally ad- abandoned musical talent and just throwing out hot chicks now. We've digress- <laughs> we've digressed into our our devolved state. Yeah, our devolved Neanderthal <laughs> genetic. Heavy has his shirt off. He's pounding his chest. What was I'm, the name? I'm thinking there was a little known. Female country singer that was eighties that I just fell in love with Tanya Tucker Sylvia no, no 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 this is very this is much less known than that and her name was Charlie something I'm gonna look it up okay um do you want to pause and we wait or no y'all just try to hold a second try to vamp it the uh, who was you know in the Late 80s, early 90s, there were quite a few female country singers pop. Oh, yeah, they were in and out, yeah. That CMT era when it was uh, big. Shelby Lynn. Yeah, Shelby Lynn was uh, a little thin on my side, but yeah. I can't remember. I'm just thinking of names. Oh, Charlie McClain. I know that name, but I can't remember what she looks like. Boy, I had such a crush on her. I didn't like Tanya Tucker because of the hair. Mm Mm-hmm. Same with the Mandrell sisters. Yeah. I just... They had their own show with Boy, yeah, the one I always... And she, to me, is still just sexy as hell. It's Martina McBride. Eh. Yeah, she's a good... She's a good... Shania Twain. Mm. And when she first came out, <laughs> it was Jug City. 
we we might better move on or we're going to devolve into just grunting through the last <laughs> few minutes of this episode. Well, we're, yeah, we're about... Now we're just throwing out names and going... Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we're, we're in an hour, so, you know. Uh, all right. I think that's probably... I blame probably... fake Bailey J for all of this. And just so that, you know, she would be involved in this conversation if she was here. Of so course. It's not as if she... Maybe this is, is an homage to her. Yes. Because she would definitely have some HSOs about that. So, Fake Bailey J, email us your thoughts about the Hart sisters and which of the girls from Fleetwood Mac is hotter. And who is better, the Go-Go's or the Bangles? And that sums up our take on female stand-ups. Yes. That's how it got back to it. Thank you for bringing us back onto course. Ribbon Tide. Email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com with your own hot sports opinions about... Stuff. Stuff. And I guess we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. They say what's in a woman's soul. They do it as good as any guy. They were the first band that was led by women. The songs were written by women. I thought you guys were our friends. How could you guys do this to us? I'm sorry. We were forced. A guy gave us the recorder, money, and great seat. And world-class championship wrestling. I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salley. Good night from Dallas, Texas.